Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I want to welcome you to our study, as well as I always like to take this opportunity to extend a personal invitation for you to join us here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar, and we'd love to see your face in this place. Bring a family member or friend with you this Sunday to the 11 a.m. service, or better yet, why don't you join us in Sunday school at 10 a.m.? We'd love to see your face in the place. Before you join us, why don't you visit our website at uh, heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Our website, again, is heargodsword at Bethlehem.com, all spelled out. It's on the screen there. And once again, get to know us. Once you get to know us, go down to the bottom, click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us. And what I call cyber church. We'd love for you to be a part of our cyber church family. But ultimately, we want to see your face in this place, 11 a.m. Sunday morning, in Jesus' name. For you first timers, uh, over my shoulder is how we do things on Wednesday Zoom. It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m. to 6.40. However, we allow the Holy Spirit to work and move as he would. You have the opening prayer, the announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You are truly, truly worthy to be praised. We believe, Father, that this is a divine moment. We ask you, Father, that you forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we may be able tonight, this evening, this morning, or this afternoon, be able to hear a word from the Lord. We believe in your power. We believe in your voice. Speak and move, Lord, as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord, amen, and praise the Lord. A few announcements before we get into the word today. Um, Bethlehem, I sent out the prayer list uh, yesterday, and I'll do it again on Thursday. And I want you to intercede on behalf of those that are on the prayer list. And as I said, if they're on the prayer list, we need you to really intercede on their behalf. We're going to begin to fast and pray February the 19th. Uh, but we want you to continue to pray in Jesus' name. I want you to pray a special prayer as I've been led to do a special offering for Reverend Chad and Donisha Gray. They have been going through some great hardship in Bethlehem. You know the details of all that they have been through, but yet they have been faithful uh, to the Lord. So God is leading me uh, to do a special offering this coming Sunday. 
and those who are able to give, we want you to give. Uh, Bethlehem, whenever I've asked you to do so, you have done so. There is a gift of giving in our congregation, and we just want to bless this young couple who has been through so much, young ministry couple who have been faithful to the Lord. And I want you to continue to pray for him as I put the details on the prayer list and pray for his church as well and that body of believers. Um, and I want you to bring a gift with you this coming Sunday and, and to pray uh, for he and the church in Jesus' name. And also, I've been asking you to uh, pray for other things, like I want you to pray for myself as I'll be in Sacramento. Uh, I want you to pray that God would uh, bless this whole conference and that God would use me. We believe that it happens after prayer in Bethlehem. We just have so many testimonies about how God works and after prayer, the most recent conference uh, prayer request that were answered was Sister Eton's First Ladies, Ministers, Wives, and Widows Conference. God really blessed it. So we believe it happens after prayer. So we want you to pray uh, for this assignment. And also Bethlehem, uh, we want you to pray for uh, what we believe that God wants us to do, reach more in 2024. Uh, this Yes series is coming to an end, um, but it's really a, a beginning as we're praying that God would use us to reach more in 2024 as we would launch into the deep and pray that God would make us fishers of men. 25 new families, uh, 15 soul salvations, and also 15 baptisms. We want to reach more in 2024. And this is what this whole Yes series has been about. It's been about wanting God to metamorphosize our church, wanting God to do the greatest miracles that can be done, which is soul salvation. And uh, we're in the last message uh, in this series. And I pray that it uh, will have the fruit that we really want it to have as we have entered into the year of 2024. If we're going to reach more in 2024, again, we're going to have to say yes. Yes, use me, Lord. 2024 can be the best year of your life if you simply learn to say yes to God. Yes to God. And we're excited about what God can do. Um, he has the power, but we got to say yes to the launch. He has the power, but we got to say yes to the launch. You're suffering Sunday. If you don't have much to give, just bring the little that you have and allow God to multiply. We're, we're saying yes, Lord, to the leap. 
because we would like to walk into the promises of God that, that God has on the Bethlehem Baptist Church. There's some unfinished work that we need to do. We're going to say yes to the leap. We got to say yes to the listen. We got to be able to distinguish God's voice. And there are some in our body has to say yes to the lead because God may be calling you to lead a ministry, to lead people back or to the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And many times uh, in order for God to do that revelation of that uh, metamorphosis in our life, we got to say yes to the lead. We got to leave some places and some people behind to accomplish God's will for our lives. And there may be some people that may be mad because you leave. There's somebody listening and you're out of place. You're supposed to be at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, but you're out of place. And God is saying, yes, I want you to say yes to the lead. And like old sister Naomi, come back to Bethlehem in Jesus' name. And also, we got to be able to say yes, Lord, to the lose, because for the Christian, even when we lose, we win, because we glorify God in all that he's caused us to do. And over the last year, there have been many in the body here, as we've uh, testified spontaneously on, on Sunday, that testimonial about the grace of God, and, and many were losing, but we won. Even when I lose, I win, because God works all things together for his good. We got to say yes to the lay, and that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. Yes to the lay. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Tonight, we're looking at a message entitled, Yes, Lord. I will lay. Yes, Lord, I will lay. And we're going to look on around three points the Holy Spirit gives us other ones. We're going to talk about the treasures of tragedy, the treasures of thieves, and the treasures of triumph. Again, we're going to look at the treasures of tragedy, the treasures of thieves, and the treasures of triumph. We want Christians to know tonight that Christians should give liberally to the people places and things of God to lay up treasures in heaven. Let me say that again. Christians should give liberally to the people, places, and things of God to lay up treasures in heaven. We're going to look at this brief video and then we'll get to the word. Hey, what's going on? I wanna tell you about my song, Blessed Up, and the inspiration behind it. In the song I say, honey bands, okay, okay, got them chips, yeah. Honey bags, no layaway, oh, it's lit, yeah. All gonna pass, no, you can't say. So you better pray, your soul is safe, no escape. So these lyrics were actually inspired by these scriptures. Matthew 6, verse 19 to 21, which says, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where the thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
Also, it was inspired by Matthew 16, verse 26, which says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? And lastly, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I love all of these verses because it's a reminder to shift our posture from selfish ambition to truly desiring God. We find true security when we place our security in God and not material possessions which can easily fade away at any moment. In closing, I just want to encourage you to seek the Lord first and not the reverse. Amen and praise the Lord. Uh, to tell you the truth, I had a problem uh, with the maps because I couldn't figure out really where Jesus was in the text that we looked at. Uh, but we know the chapter before that he was dealing with uh, the Beatitudes. And uh, this is his last known location as far as I know was up here as he was uh, teaching. The Beatitudes are known as the Sermon on the Mounds, and this was his hometown. We remembered, uh, learned about that uh, in Sunday school this last Sunday. And by the way, this is Galilee. This is the Sea of Galilee, or the Sea of uh, the Tib Tiberias Sea is known as well, or uh, Gennesara. Uh, and uh, so that's the Sea of Galilee, and this was his headquarters. So I'm thinking he was somewhere up in here, and he may have still been on that mount when he did his teaching tonight about laying up treasures in heaven. Treasures of tragedy. It says here in the text, lay not up. For yourselves, treasures upon earth where moths and rust corrupt. Right here, we began to deal with the meat of the matter because Jesus talked more about money, they say, more than anything. And we believe that this text tells us why, because he tells us where your heart is, your treasures will be also. If you love, um, a person, place, or thing, it, it, it would be easy for you to give to it. I was listening to an interview and a young lady uh, said the same thing in relationships, said that if a man loves you, his money will follow uh, in relationships. And uh, so uh, we got to talk about finance. I, I think I don't talk about it enough but we need to talk about finances. Where is your heart? But Jesus in this text is trying to let us know about how to invest in the kingdom of God. And many people like to invest in the stock market. I like to call this the spiritual stock market. Everybody wants to who's in the market, wants to get a good stock tip to be able to buy low and sell high, to buy low and keep it and allow the stock to manifest 
a great amount of wealth. Now, Jesus is talking about today spiritual stock as opposed to the treasures that we are, that we like here on the earth. And he gives us a warning about the tragedy of the treasures is that um, it can be eaten or rushed away or corrupt. And we've seen this. Uh, many of us uh, like to get new cars, get a new car. And after a few years, it's, 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 it's not looking as good as it did in the beginning. And uh, many of you know what Masa, that, that, that's, that was a very unique thing uh, because I really didn't know anything about moss and until I, I came here, I think we've, we've seen a few fly around in the parsonage. And, but I remember back in the day uh, when I had to go to thrift and I would go to thrifts back in the day to get uh, good clothes because uh, we, we were not uh, poor, poor, but uh, we couldn't afford the fashions back in the day that I liked. You know, I liked main brands back in the day uh, before I fell in love with Christ. And he took all of that kind of stuff away. And uh, the only reason I look the way I look today is because of Sister E. Tom, because I just lost my mind and, and don't give much thought to that now. But we go, I would go shopping to thrift and Goodwill and all of that. And I noticed that uh, some of the stuff that was donated had holes in it. And, and they would say, uh, and they would, and some of the stuff that would have mothballs in it. And, and they would say that the, the moths would eat uh, these clothes. And sometimes I would get even holes and I knew my mother knew how to sew. We would kind of mend it up because it'd be such good quality, but the moths were eating it up and praise God. The moths are not eating up here in the parsonage, but uh, we see everyone one, every once in a while. But God says that's the tragedy of treasures is that it can rust and it can be miles away people can 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 eat up ah and things can eat up and and it can be uh corrupted and that's the tragedy of treasures and this is why jesus says matthew 19 and 21 jesus told them uh told uh him that if you want to be perfect Go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and then uh, come follow me. Uh, this is uh, the young rich person who thought he had everything together. There are many people who got money think they got it together. They think they're holy and righteous. And, and, and even uh, people in our world today, when, they, when they're dating, they like to say they want a man with six figures. And, and they don't even have uh, three figures. We want a man with six figures. Hello, somebody. Or there's some who, who think that because they have money that they deserve the top-notch kind of people, but if they give a self-evaluation and they don't match the possessions, and, and that's what people with possessions do. 
See, that's why I said people with money want to be with people with money because people with money got bills and they carry a whole lot of folk you don't even know on their bank account. Hello, somebody. So big money, big bills. And I think it was Biggie that said more money, more problems. Hello, somebody. Many of you don't want to believe uh, uh, that preacher Biggie. You want to find out for yourself. God says today, if you truly want to be rich, sell your possessions and give it to the goodwill. Hello, somebody. Sell your possessions. Give it to thrift. Sell your possessions uh, and give it to uh, kingdom organizations like a word from the Lord of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Um. And I'm not saying that today for you to do that, unless that's the Holy Spirit. I'm just trying to teach you. Um, but, but this was his problem. He thought he had it all together. But Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, sell the treasures in heaven and come follow me. He talks about it's easy for uh, a rich man to go, uh, it's easier for a man to go through the iron needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God because they're tied into these possessions and these treasures. People try to influence you with these possessions and treasures. Um, when you love the Lord, um, possessions will mean not much to you because you hold your possessions open-handed as opposed to clenching to it. Hello, somebody. He said it again. See, the, the, the rich young ruler had, had, it, had his hands closed. And he said, hey, you want to be perfect. You got to open up your hands and follow me. Hello, somebody. You can open up your hands without giving everything away. But I can guarantee you if you are rich, and you open up your hands, you will be giving to the poor. Hello, somebody. That, that, that happens all the time with me. God gives me something and I give it away. God gives me something and I give it away. It's, it's called the gift of giving. I have that and it's easy for me to give and it's God. I got to go point up to God because it's not me. It's a spiritual gift. But we all must be willing to give, to invest in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, store up treasures. This is a good spiritual investment. Treasures in heaven. That should be your stock portfolio. But the treasures of tragedies that mobs and it can rust away. Everything seemed to depreciate. You get a nice car. You leave the parking lot and it depreciates. Hello, somebody. You have a nice suit and over time it depreciates. It loses its buttons and, and, and all kinds of things. It, it depreciates. That's the tragedy of treasures. Not only that, but um, the thieves like to get after the treasures. Talking about today, uh, yes, Lord, I will lay. The thieves, the second point, the treasures of the thieves. Now, I'm not rich, um, but I'm the richest man in town. I like to say that. <laughs> I'm the richest man in town. 
but like I said, you asked the banker that stayed down the street. Uh, he's actually retired. Before then, he said, if I, if I looked at Pastor E. Chan's, uh, uh, his, his accounts, he's he, he nowhere near the rich. He said, why do you think? Well, I, I probably think I'm rich because I lay up treasures in heaven. And, uh, and that's probably that's probably it. And, and it says, but lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moths and rust, uh, rust do it corrupt and where thieves break through and steal these break through and steal and we've we've had problems like most of you have problems we've, we've had our account uh stolen so many times on the internet you got to go uh change it out because I do a lot of my ministry work up on on, on the internet, and, and it's just a it just become a, a habit now. You just go, you just go and, and change it. But they, they ain't even got to go to the bank to rob you no more. They they're doing it uh, through cyber theft. Um, just uh, I believe uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Sister Eton's car got broke into thieves. And she said they broke into a compartment in a car she didn't even know that she had. <laughs> That's what thieves are. They know know more about your treasures than you do. Hello, somebody. <laughs> but uh, a window was broken. Uh, they got the wallet and all that out. Had to change everything up as again. Cyber and in person. Thieves. That's what treasures do. The treasures of thieves. But these break in and steal it. Hello, somebody. Many of us had to deal with these, whether cyber or in real life, breaking in your car, breaking in your house. Um, and many times it's the people that you know that's that's doing it in real life. Hello, somebody. But uh, Jesus said you need to store up your treasures in heaven. Because you don't have to worry about the tragedies of the rust, the tragedies of the moths. You won't have to worry about the thieves breaking in and stealing it. They can't get to heaven. This is an investment. Uh, uh, I call it a spiritual, the spiritual stock market. You see, because the stock market can fall. Just uh, listening to somebody else who said uh, one of the most tragic days was when her stock fell five thousand dollars she lost five thousand in the stock well there's people who lost more in stocks and bonds god says there's tragedy in treasures there's thieves and treasures and if you want your treasures to be safe hello somebody if you want your treasures to be safe what you've got to do is you've got to store your treasures up in the heavens. Get into this spiritual stock market. Buy spiritual bonds where they can't steal it. And by the way, those who give uh, to people sincerely, and they may be, uh, may have gotten bamboozled, but if they gave out a pure heart, guess what? You still stored up in heaven. Hello, somebody. And God will take care of those 
evangelists who are thieves here on the earth. But if you gave out a sincere heart believing, uh, nobody can steal from heaven. Hello, somebody. Nobody's strong enough to break up in heaven. There's no cybercrime in heaven. Hello, somebody. It's another good text in Luke chapter 12, verse 33. Sell your possessions and give them to the poor. Provide yourselves with uh, purses that will not wear out and exa exhaustible treasures in heaven where no thieves approach and no moths destroy. Woo! Once again, sell your possessions. Give to the poor. It's, it's always uh, appropriate to invest in the poor, especially, Brother James tells us, the orphans and the widows. And that's why it's Sister Eton's First Ladies, Ministers, Wives, and Widows Conference. We're raising, want to raise funds to support those uh, widows of the pastor. Because many times they lose everything when God uh, takes their husband away. If they were in a parsonage, she ends up many times getting kicked out of the parsonage. They don't support her. Um, the man could have started church. They don't support her. And she goes through such a horrible, horrible life change. And people don't uh, realize that about uh, uh, ministers, uh, widows. Such a horrible, tragic life change. And we want to support that in our ministry. We want to reach the poor, give to the poor. I want to be able to give inexhaustibly, you know, because I have the gift of giving and part of our ministry that we need to build is uh, the Desires Foundation part of it. And that's, that's the ministry of giving. And I want to give lavishly. I want to give ah, the way God would give. You know, I was at a church and they had the audacity uh, to call their clothing ministry the Lord's Closet. Let me say that again. They had the audacity to call their clothing ministry the Lord's Closet. And you, you say, Preacher, why you say they had the audacity? Because when you went in there, it was nothing but junk. Leftover junk that they didn't want. That ain't what God tells you to give. Hello, somebody. God says uh, to give. He says he, he he closed the lily in the valley. You know how beautiful the lily of the valley is? God doesn't give junk. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. God doesn't give junk. God gives, and if you truly are moved of the Lord, you don't give junk. Hello, somebody. If you won't wear it, what, what makes you think somebody else will? <laughs> you got to get some of that good stuff away. That <laughs> Maybe that you are grown. Hello, somebody. Still good. You just can't fit it no more. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Man, Jesus 
that sell all your possessions and give to the poor. Give, give more in 2024. Hello, somebody, let me say it again. Give more in 2024. And that, that was one of my goals this year was to give more. And God has given me so many opportunities to give more. And, and we just, we hadn't even left January and I just keep giving and he keep giving it back. <laughs> so, the old folk you say, you can't beat God giving, no matter how hard you try. This last point, least I keep us too long. Yes, Lord, I will lay. I will lay up treasures in the heavens. I will begin to invest more in the spiritual stock market and the spiritual uh, bonds. And, I, and I, will, I will take your spiritual stock market tips, just like this offering this coming Sunday. It's a, it's a stock market, spiritual stock market tip that you can invest in. He says here, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And he said, this is the safest stock tip. This is the safest investment. Ah, I think it was somebody. Was it Beyonce's mother or somebody? Somebody had their, uh, their safe broken into. And it was a safe where nobody knew where the safe was, so they knew it was an inside job. Hello, somebody. It was somebody from the inside. And usually that's what it is. But I'm telling you, the treasures that you give to the heavens, your friends and family won't be able to take it away. Not even a stranger, danger, thieves. I always like to say we need to change the stranger danger. We need to say friend danger because <laughs> they're the one doing most of the mess around us, stealing from us, cheating on us, uh, all kind of stuff. It's, it's friend danger, family danger. Hello, somebody. It's usually the folk that you know that take advantage. And every once in a while, there's cyber danger. Folk don't even know you getting your stuff. But all of that, the, the, the treasures of triumph is that you store up your treasures in heaven. Hello, somebody. Where neither moths nor rust do corrupt. And where thieves do not break through nor steal. I don't remember the last time I've heard a preacher preach on this. I don't remember the last time I preached on this. And if I'm preaching on it right now, that must mean that we could possibly, as a church or people of God, we could possibly give more in 2024. Hello, somebody. The theme is to reach more in 2024. Um, but we can also give more in 2024. Because I believe that Bethlehem is a good spiritual stock market investment. Hello, somebody. Uh, let me say that again. I believe Bethlehem is good. As a matter of fact, somebody has called and said they want to just donate to Bethlehem. Not even members of the church. They want to they donate. 
what they call their first fruit. Uh, I believe Bethlehem is good the spiritual stock market to invest in. And, and, and I believe the members are. Anybody of our church that needs help, the sincere saints are good investment, spiritual stock market. I believe a word from the Lord. Uh, our national ministry, international ministry is good investment to invest in. So lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Our challenge is to give more in 2024 because we want to have triumph over our treasures hello somebody it's last text luke chapter 12 verses uh 20 to 21 it shows the attitude of you know the story of the man that built more places to store his treasures Eton's translation he, he tore down his barn and built more to fill the barn with his treasures. He thought that he had it all figured out. And then God had this rebuke of him. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Some of you have been preparing and storing up for yourselves. And God is saying, you need to give more. I didn't bless you just for you. But you got to realize you're going to be a good giver. You got to realize sometimes money that comes to you is not for you. And I mean, I'm not talking about more than a tenth. You know, because as I said before, on many occasions, sometimes I get something in. God said, I need you to give it all to somebody else. Hello, somebody. And there's some folk I've been able to give to that. And this it, it's my free money. Most of, most of the time, my free money, and I, I call it my free money because uh, we believe that in every household, everybody should get a little free money where you don't have to. Uh, be uh, concerned about your mate, uh, wondering where and how you're spending it. It's your free money. Almost every bit of my free money goes into a plate, goes to a pastor, goes to a person. <laughs> and it's like, I can't be God giving. I just, you know, I didn't have, I felt guilty at a, a service because uh, I only had $7 in my cash app. It was the pastor's anniversary. And I felt guilty. And I was like, Lord, I got it $7. <laughs> yeah, when you give on cash app, you give it in public and you put it in the plate, nobody know really how much you give. <laughs> so I just prayed. I said, well, Lord, I, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give all I had. It was all I had. I'm gonna give all I had. And I prayed uh, to the Lord that he would allow me to give more. And uh, it, it's funny because uh, on Cash App, they recognize what you give. And I gave that set that $7, and the man didn't recognize that. But when God gave me some more money to where days later I was able to give him more, he, he then came back and recognized that $7. He know what that $7 really meant. There's the number of completion that more was coming. Hello, somebody that more was coming and he was excited about 
the big gift. He didn't know it was the little gift that caused the big gift. Hello, something. That's why I said you give what you give what you have. You know, this special offering this Sunday. If you got, oh, five loaves and two fish, just bring what you have. Hello, somebody. Because God can take the little. That's why I said, yes, Lord, I will lunch. I had lunch on that Sunday. I had to give what I had, and God made more of it. Yes, Lord, I will lunch. I will give the little that I have and pray that you will make more because I have a heart to invest in the kingdom of God. And I don't want to stir up the things here on the earth. He says, what did he say? You fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how, this is how it will be with those who store up things for themselves, but not rich towards God. Can we get in a mindset, Abraham thanks God, that we want to be rich towards God? And possibly, you know, we all... Everybody want to be rich, but how many folk want to be rich towards God? And I say everybody wants to be rich, including this preacher. I don't do some of the stuff that other folk do. Want to be rich. Uh, I don't go to the casino. I don't buy the lotto tickets. Uh, I can tell you when it gets to that billion dollar mark, most people want to get the ticket. I ain't got one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, if you ask, do you want to be rich? Everybody say they want to be rich. <laughs> and those who have been rich, or, uh, and they, uh, those who have been poor and they've been rich, they say, I'd rather stay rich. I done got accustomed to a certain lifestyle. We all want to be rich. But how many of us want to be rich toward God? That's deep, man. I want to be rich towards God. And I want to give lavishly. And I pray that you would pray uh, for our ministry, a word from the Lord, that, that giving branch of, uh, of our ministry, because I want to be rich towards God in Jesus' name. I pray that you have a heart to be rich towards God in Jesus' name. In conclusion, Bethlehem, Christians should be, should give liberally to people, places, and things of God to lay up treasures in heaven. Let me say that again. Christians should Give liberally to people, places, and things of God to lay up treasures in heaven. A few decisions that you can make tonight. First of all, you really can't uh, store up things in heaven if you are not saved. You can't be rich towards God if you don't have a personal, intimate relationship with God. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
before you can bring an offering, you have to bring your soul. You have to bring your life. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you've never believed that Jesus was God's only son, that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today, tonight, this evening, this morning, whenever you're watching, you can give your life to Jesus Christ by praying this simple but yet profound. We here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church don't believe in easy believism. Uh, this requires your whole life, not just an emotional decision. This requires all that you have to offer God. This requires you to be rich towards God, to love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and might. Pray this simple but yet profound and life-altering prayer. Father God, I believe tonight that Jesus is your only son. I believe that he died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day. So today I might be saved. I give my all to you. I give my heart, mind, soul, and might over to you to be metamorphosized into the image of Jesus Christ that I might be able to live out to your uh, live out your word, which says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. There's another decision you can make tonight. You may have prayed that prayer to accept Christ, but you're you've never been baptized. You've never been baptized. Now, we have a goal this year. We want to do 15 baptisms, and we want uh, to uh, 15 soul salvations. And we're not uh, wanting to fake and shake and play the games and all of that. We're looking for true soul salvation. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, truly, I need to see you at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, 311 North Dunbar. We're here in the Hard Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. After I finish preaching, Sonny, come down and let me know that you pray to accept him. And we will accept you into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Jesus' name. You may have accepted him somewhere far off, but close enough. And if you allow us uh, to help you to find a church home and baptize you, we'd be willing to do that as well. Also, we want to encourage those who have been coming uh, to be committed, to join the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We call that membership, um, but we want you to make this commitment and become a part of the body of Jesus Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And if you prayed that prayer anywhere near again, Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, you've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, and we'll accept you into the body of Christ. If you need to ask for prayer, uh, we'll put you on the prayer list. Rededication, uh, maybe this message uh, touched you tonight. You need to be uh, rededicated to giving or dedicated to giving. You may have never given before. You may have never been rich towards God before. Or to accept call to preach and really it's a call to serve because we're all saved to serve 
there's anything in the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church uh, that, that you can be added to, to minister, we'll seek God's face. And if you're called to preach, accept that call and say, yes, Lord, I will lay, because you got to lay yourself at the altar uh, when you become a preacher, really. All Christians lay themselves at the altar as a living sacrifice. This is just a different and unique call. So I want to thank you, Bethlehem, for joining us tonight.